This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 28th of March. In your squiz today, a climate deal is clinched, another hack takes a turn for the worse, Israelis protest against their PM, and a beer problem is brewing. This is your squiz today. We've touched on the safeguard mechanism bill before, Claire, but for any squizzers who need a quick recap, it's the federal government's plan to get Australia's biggest polluters to reduce their emissions. The goal is to help Australia cut our overall emissions by 43% on 2005 levels by the year 2030. And yesterday, the Albanese government announced it has secured the green support for the bill, which means it will pass the parliament. So under that safeguard mechanism, 215 facilities that produce the most carbon emissions in Australia will need to cut their emissions by 4.9% annually over the next seven years. And if they can't meet that target, they'll need to pay for carbon offsets. But under the deal, the absolute volume of carbon must still come down. The scheme was Labor's central climate change commitment at last year's federal election, Uh, But the Coalition and several Senate crossbenchers have been opposed to it. So Team Albanese needed the Greens' support to get the bill passed. They've had to make a few compromises on the way through, though. Yeah, that's right. The Greens were initially worried that the bill didn't go far enough. And although they got there in the end, the two parties still aren't exactly on the same page. Greens leader Adam Bant yesterday said negotiating with Labor was like negotiating with the political wing of the coal and gas corporations. Yeah, but Bant said that the Greens got on board because although they want to ban new coal and gas projects altogether, there is an agreement on a hard cap on emissions. And that's important because it's going to restrict the emissions that mining and gas projects can produce. And the Greens reckon that it means that about half of the 116 upcoming big projects won't be viable under that scheme. Uh, The mining and the gas exploration companies aren't all that happy about it, as you can imagine. Uh, And the gas sector is particularly critical. It says that gas is essential as the nation tries to decarbonize carbonise and transition to clean energy sources. Uh, Meanwhile, the mining lobby says that it's worried that jobs will go offshore uh, and it says that the environmental payoff just isn't enough to justify it. Yeah, those are arguments that the coalition's also raised. Climate change and energy spokesman Ted O'Brien says to decarbonise our economy, we have to get the balance right between cutting emissions and allowing the economy to grow. But PM Anthony Albanese wasn't phased yesterday. He said the plan was drafted with industry experts and that it won't create instability in the energy market or raise power prices. Things have gone from bad to worse for the customers of finance provider Latitude Claire. 
Earlier this month, the company said its systems had been hacked and about 330,000 identification documents were stolen. But Latitude provided an update yesterday and the latest number is significantly higher. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock yesterday when the numbers came through. Mm. There's now about 14 million customers who have been caught up in the hack. It makes it one of the biggest data breaches in Australia's history. Latitude provides finance to consumers via retailers like Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, The Good Guys and Apple. The idea is on these big purchases, you can get some finance for a couple of years interest-free. That's where companies like Latitude come And what we now know is that there's 7.9 million Australian and Kiwi driver's licence numbers that were stolen, along with 53,000 passport numbers. And there's another 6.1 million records that have been taken, but they're said to be mostly over a decade old. And yesterday, the company's boss, Ahmed Fahor, said that the company would reimburse customers who have to replace their stolen ID documents. Yeah, and for who is also in his last week in the job this week, also apologised to customers again. The company also says that no hacker activity has been detected since around the 16th of March, but it's working with the federal government's agencies to figure out what exactly happened. Claire, we've spoken about Israel's plan to overhaul its judicial system on the podcast before, but there's been a fairly dramatic development. Thousands of Israelis have been protesting after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu sacked his defence minister, a man named Yoav Gallant, after he spoke out against the plan. On Saturday, Gallant said that the plan to give the government power over judicial appointments and also to allow the parliament to overturn Supreme Court decisions was a clear, immediate and tangible threat to the security of the state, and that saw Netanyahu give him the chop. That drew a huge public reaction and early this morning Netanyahu has hit the pause button on the reforms. He says that he needs more time to build consensus for them and that's ended a plan for mass strikes. Uh, Also what the commentators say is we'll see whether those huge protests start to quieten down. Yeah, there were also photos of huge numbers of protesters on the streets of Jerusalem and they're pretty dramatic. For his part, Israel's opposition leader, Yair Lapid, said that Netanyahu could fire Gallant, but he can't fire the reality or fire the people of Israel who are fronting up to resist the coalition's madness. There's been a long-held belief that Tassie tigers went extinct sometime in the 1930s, Claire, but a new study out of the University of Tasmania reckons the species might have actually survived much, much later than that. They say there's even a chance that some are alive today. Yeah, small, small chance, but a chance (laughs) nonetheless. And this is the work of Professor Barry Brook and his team. What they've done is re-examine a database of more than 1,200 Tasmanian tiger sightings from 1910 up until even recent times. And what they've found is that their extinction might have been as recent as the late 80s or early 
2000s, probably more likely into the 1980s, he says. And Brooke says that it's possible that some are around today, but given the Tassie tiger was a really big and wide-ranging predator and that there's a lot of cameras around these days, also some that are stationed in the wild, that they would have spotted one recently if that's the case. So could be, but probably not. And I'm sure most people have heard or read about a Tassie tiger sighting, Claire, but wildlife biologist Nick Mooney reckons it is hard to rely on them because of the possibilities of the person being right, the person being wrong, the person having some strange delusion, as he says, or the person telling a tale. (laughs) A lot of tall tales about the tigers, (laughs) I reckon. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, I'd never heard of the Trappist monks and nuns in Belgium who produce beer, which might be a bit of an oversight by me. (laughs) They apparently use the profits from their beer to support their community and charities, but it's all apparently under threat. Yeah, and look, these enterprises are actually quite big businesses. Their beers are quite renowned, so they do produce them these days at quite serious volumes. But the issue is uh, a lot of people aren't really all that keen on signing up to the life of being a monk or a nun. (laughs) So also in recent times, a couple of those breweries have had quite significant commercial success, so they've been taken over by private enterprises. Mm. But there's still a few remaining in the country, and they are over seen by these monks and nuns but the issue is they're just not getting the people through. Yeah that's backed up by a man named Philip Van Ash from Westmall Brewery. He says there's few signs that people will want to become monks in the future so Claire I assume people have figured out an easier way to become (laughs) a notable drinks executive. Yeah and there's lots of homebrew as well these days much easier than joining a Catholic (laughs) sect. Squiz the day, Claire. What do you have your eye on today? Well, the Socceroos are playing Ecuador in a friendly match tonight. That's happening in Sydney. It's also Lady Gaga's birthday. She turns 37 today, so I reckon that's worth a shout-out as well. Oh, I love Lady Gaga. Happy birthday to her. And that wraps us up this morning. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. 
they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was That's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.